0: 7. When Optimus got back a number of businessmen stood hanging around the wagon, they were from different areas in Rome, Quirinal, Viminal and the Aventin. It was a large group that had gathered. All followed him carefully with their eyes, waiting for what he was going to say. Melasius stood on the outskirt of the group. Are you celebrating with us, gentlemen? With Optimus? he asked cheerfully. The men smiled and several of them showed brown, poorly cared for teeth. Attention broke, shoulders relaxed, all but a few were happy to be invited. He saw joy in their faces and it warmed him. During the last trip he had taken the opportunity to acquire some extra fine goods for just this occasion. We give you nothing but the best. Everything according to Marcus Varro's teachings. Warm freshly baked bread, Cicero's famous chickpeas, whole pig roasted on a spit, a variety of sauces and we have of course the finest garum. To wash it all down, Optimus offers our house wine in abundance with all the flavors you could wish for, and more. We keep the celebration going all night. The men cheered. There is nothing Malasius can give you that you can't get at Optimus Quirinus. I would argue that you not only get more but undoubtedly you will get improved and higher quality with us. We are bigger, stronger and better. Something to think about. He threw a glance at Malasius who grunted something to one of his men standing next to him. They turned and went away. A handful of merchants followed. By all the gods. What barbaric behavior, terrible behavior, Seneca said. All you others, not so hot headed, welcome to the Quirinal. We're going to do fine without our friendly colleague Malasius, Optimus said and jumped up on the wagon. A cheerful laughter filled the evening air. Now we have to hurry to the Quirinal Hill before I die of thirst, Seneca shouted to be heard over the noise wait. Before we begin the celebration, we must thank the gods, Hillius Secundius said looking important. He held up his arm and stepped in front of the group. Several of the men grunted. They began to protest but Optimus turned around and said. Of course. I'm glad you reminded me. Optimus liked Hylas. Liked his honest straightforwardness, his simplistic view to distinguish between right and wrong, his knowledge of languages and especially the care he showed for his younger sister. We have the priest Augurus here among us somewhere. Where are you? Please step forward. Helius looked around among the men. A timid, short and bald man peeked out from behind his shoulder. The glow from the fires reflected in his polished head. Ah, uh, well, ah. Uh. What do you want me to do? Ask backers to give us a successful festival, Optimus suggested. A long night with good wine and beautiful women, shouted someone in the crowd. Or why not three nights? Laughter and cheers arose. Hylas looked grim. Calm down gentlemen, may I ask for some serious proposals? I think we should ask Apollo for good music and poetry." A few boos were mixed with the laughter that arose, but because no one wanted to spoil the good mood, they protested with caution. Ah, well, ah, I'll try. But, I promise nothing, the little priest said with a weak almost fragile voice. After a few ritual processes, the group was ready to leave let's go to the house of Optimus." Optimus' voice carried over the crowd and he was met with a loud cheer. On the way back to the Quirinal Hill his thoughts wandered to Arsino, a flower, or rather a wild flower. She had lifted him from the deep crisis he remained in after Cornelia and his children died. He had found her on the market, and although she had been dirty from head to toe, He had seen her intense eyes following every step he took. Her delicate body and long black hair had ignited an immediate and strong burning sensation throughout his body and had made him stop. He had not had the slightest intention to negotiate on the price. Her name was taken from an ancient Egyptian queen. Their eyes had met and he could still today feel the bottomless abyss, he had fallen into. K E E E N A, he said to himself, and chuckled. The expression was a mixture of Roman, Egyptian, and Greek. She used it when she was happy or unhappy, angry or pleased, and almost all other moods she had, and there were many and shifted often. It was not a real word, but an invented term that was the result of all the languages she met in her life. Arsinoe maybe just imitated a word just as children do. The important thing was to listen to the way she said it and at what specific moment for the expression. If he happens to interpret the situation wrong, he could get in trouble. The image of her face and her magic scent lingered in his memory, his body reacted spontaneously, chocks of heat spread from his genital up into the stomach. Suddenly his pleasant thoughts were interrupted. Our Germanic gods do not care about these little things, only important things such as life and death, maybe a few more things, but I have forgotten, Wolf said with a hilarious voice filled with a clear Germanic accent. Often, when he became emotional or drunk his pronunciation changed and his origin became obvious. What can I do to join the next trip to Germania with Optimus? He wondered. Perhaps I can suggest that the young Julius need the experience and to take more part of the real world outside Rome? Interesting information had arrived from northern Gaul, on the border to Germania, where several of his old relatives still might be alive. Rumors from some higher officers and centurions alleged that a conflict was to start in the region. Ha! You northerners are not as sophisticated as us Romans. You should know better Wolf, you who have been here in Rome for so long. Are you thinking about moving back? Gladilius asked with a certain pungency in his voice. Optimus saw the color change in Wolf's eyes. I have to stop those two before an accident occurs. It would be a stroke of luck if you two could team up and then head to Germania. You us to show your fortitude in combat and you wolf to search for your long-lost relatives. What do you say if we make a toast to announce it more officially? During the evening when I make some other announcements I declare a new assignment. To explore new land for the Empire is not something I can decide by myself. Optimus noticed the tension in the man. He is like the strings of a liar. If you know how to play him, sweet music will appear, but otherwise the result will only be discomfort. I can talk to Longvinius and Prefect Atanus. Gladilius nodded gently, almost imperceptible. But actually he was delighted at that huge opportunity, he could now finally make a name for himself in the city. It was one thing to be Prefect Junior among the Praetorians quite another to conquer new land for Rome. If Dux comes up with a proposal it surely has credibility, he never say anything that he do not mean and never without motive, he thought. On the way out from the forum Optimus caught sight of Julius Tillamy, he asked the driver to slow down. Optimus stepped down from the wagon and walked up to the young man. The rest of the group stayed back. Fully occupied in discussions of Germania and the advantages or disadvantages to expand the empire. Will you join us, Julius? Oh, no thank you master Optimus, Dux. He bowed deeply to show his respect. Within himself he was bubbling with pride. Dux had stopped to talk to him. Is everything okay? Oh, yes, indeed thank you for asking. He is a handsome young man and he has his mother's eyes. How long time was it since I saw your mother, Julius? Far too long ago and I'm sorry, he answered himself. Julius's mother had been his first true love, but it had been doomed to fail from the beginning. She was not Roman, but Egyptian. Astonishingly beautiful with big brown eyes and a mouth resembling peach. The result had been Julius Talami. How's your mother? Talami's face burst into a smile. Oh, very good master Optimus. She often speaks of you and she thank you every day for your magnanimity. I thank you too. Optimus pictured for a moment her face when they were young and unconcerned by descent and class. An image he would never forget. He had been told that the reason they did not meet anymore was that she did not want him to see her grow old and thus destroy the memory of their youth. He had several times tried, but slaves in her house had always answered that she was busy or away. He knew that this was not the case but he could not do anything to persuade them. Let her know that I think of her, he said, his voice slightly thicker. Oh, Dux, you give us a lot of joy and pride. We will sacrifice for your success. Helios tells me you work hard and are very helpful. You are making progress. Helios is a generous man. He is very good to me and my mother. Optimus smiled. Helios was an intelligent old Egyptian. And he always had an extra motive or secondary objective for everyone he met, or did business with. He can be ruthless if he must, and the old thief has repeatedly stolen most of my profits. But, without that rat, we would never have such good contacts in Egyptus, never earn as much, and never get access to the best raw materials. By Jupiter, I've been lucky. You're lucky? Julius. Helios is a good man to have as a friend. Next time there will be the chance to earn good money. Whatever you want, I'll do everything to help Optimus Quirinus. Just keep your eyes and ears open. Trust your instincts and act with your heart. Optimus saw that his son opened his mouth and was about to say something, maybe ask what he meant. But Optimus was not going to make it easy for him. Let him figure it out himself, he thought. Without saying anything, he turned and walked back towards the wagon before Julius had time to ask. Julius Ptolemy stood still for a while and watched the group of men surrounding his father, unintimidated by the stares. The Romans never seem to accept us from the provinces, especially if we are from Egyptus which is their own loss, he was reasoning objectively without any emotional reflection. Dux is right, I've been lucky. He looked carefully at the men and felt sorry for them all, except his father. Marcus Optimus is a man you either admire, envy or hate. I admire him, but at the same time I feel lucky that I grew up in Helio's home with my mother and the other Egyptians. From them he had learned so much more than the things Wolf told him. Egyptus was for several hundred years the fruit of Alexander's conquests, the great general of Macedonia that conquered almost the whole world. Egyptus had been the richest country around the Mare Internum. In Alexandria, educated scholars had written thousands of books that later were lost burned, when the Roman general Julius Caesar fought in the streets to help his mistress. She became the queen of Egyptus. Together with her lover she then lost her whole kingdom. Ptolemy had been named after the pharaoh who ruled Egyptus after Alexander's death. It had been Ptolemy Soter who built the library and it had been a stronghold of knowledge and enlightenment. Since more than 150 years the Romans had dominated Egyptus, now the time was ripe to bring the power back to the Egyptians. Separatio, separatio. The word rang in his head. The black separatists will succeed. He was convinced that this separation also was going to help Optimus Quirinus. After General Vespasian defeated the Jews in Jerusalem, many of them took refuge in Alexandria. Romans preoccupation with the Jews had given the separatists time and freedom to operate undisturbed in secret. Julius Ptolemy felt proud that he, half Egyptian, half Roman, was allowed to join the separatists. Proud to become a member, a an noselius, and moreover an important one he thanked Optimus and sacrificed in his honor as often as he could and prayed that his father's weapons would give him and the separatists the opportunities they needed. Without modern Roman arms the chance of success was slim. If I'm a lucky maybe ducks lets me follow him on the trips he is planning, he thought. Move barbarian. You are in the way. Foul smelling animal. Julius flinched. But not in the least surprised at the man's hatred. A pair of bloodshot eyes stared at him. Already intoxicated with wine, the man swerved towards him. The shadows on his face turned him into a demon. Optimus wagon driver hurried up to them with long strides. Go away. Or I run my Gladius up your ass. So, get lost, Legionnaire. If you want to live a few more days, Optimus driver turned to Tullamy. I apologize Mr. Tullamy, he is drunk and does not know what he is saying. I understand. Here, do you want some wine? A dirty cup was held out to him. Tullamy took it with compressed lips. Thanks. Do you want anything else? No thanks, this will be good. He noticed the soiled edge of the cup and got a lump of discomfort in his throat. Excuse me, he said, turned around and started to walk away. In his hand he held the cup. Optimus driver turned to the legionnaire, who stood wide-eyed after he had followed the conversation. If you want to mess with barbarians I suggest you head up to the Sabura. But he... With an unsteady hand the soldier pointed to Julius back. Is a barbarian, you and your likes do best to avoid. Ducks has a particular soft spot for him, so if you are interested in keeping on breathing, stay away.